well, no longer really by monthly, but one of our bigger events. Today we got a really cool topic for you. And well, let's not spoil it too much. Let's roll the intro. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob. This is Everyday Heroes, the, sto the, the story, the series that covers those educational, informational, and very in-depth topics. Today, we are going to go in-depth with a wannabe uh, physicist, whatever she called herself, theoretical physicist. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so if you guys haven't joined us before, these kind of shows uh, usually are more special events. It is set up the same way, but we're going to deep dive. Eh, we do that every day. What am I talking about? Let's just get her on. You know her best as the uh, fill-in for Minnie Mouse. It is the Splendiferous Victoria. Hi! <laughs> there we go. Now I can hear you. My sound is on. Yay. All right. So, yeah. I love that comment you said yesterday. That was hilarious. <laughs> if I didn't go into business, I'd be a theoretical physicist. I was going to send you a gif of Sheldon from Big Bang, but I couldn't find anyone. So, you know. But that gives you... I'm far less awkward than children. <laughs> All right, there you go. Um, so that gives you the idea of what we're talking about. We are doing time travel and chaos theory, talking the science, probably going to throw some nerd stuff in because that's what we do. But first things first, we're going to kind of quickly describe the two of them. What is time travel and chaos theory? Well, the easiest definition for time travel is the ability to go back and forth. However, we are going to talk about later why we really can't go back, but we actually could go forward. Um, time travel in itself is an idea that, funny enough, most articles say you do every day. Sit down for five minutes, you've just gone five minutes in the future. That's the basics and really the simplicity of time travel. We can thank Mr. Albert Einstein for his wonderful um, mm -hmm. scientific discoveries about telling us when you do mix space and time together, which, you know, we are 3D, we kind of do. We are capable of doing so. However, as we're going to learn in a little bit, it may not be so easy, and it's definitely not good for the sustainability of life itself. Now, how does that mix in with chaos theory? So chaos theory, I did have to look up, because, you know, while time travel is an obvious definition, chaos theory, not so much. My favorite one is the butterfly effect. Now, of course, there was the movies, there was all the stuff. But really, the butterfly effect is this, and this is their example. A butterfly flapping its wings in New Mexico can cause a hurricane in China if done correctly. What does that mean? What does that, or what does that mean? Basically, chaos theory is randomness of events can occur because of other randomness of events. The fact that one thing can happen is possibly the reason behind something else. Now, that example, very very interesting and maybe we'll jump into that in a second but the idea behind chaos theory really is the fact that we don't know what's coming next and that everything you i the viewers out there do can cause a reaction to something else now that's obviously the topic of many stories the time machine uh your favorite doctor who as well as my wife um as well as back to the future for that matter um what do these two things have to do with each other and why is it that when you talk about one you almost always talk about the other 
it, it, it's actually been explained many times in way too many movies, sometimes really well, not so well. But um, the, the problem with chaos theory and time, it's what's often referred to as the grandfather effect. Um, go back in time, kill your grandfather, then you wouldn't be born, so you couldn't go back in time. So, chaos theory, which uh, for those who are fans of Jurassic's character is a chaos theorist. And he's always writing about consequences, which the idea of a park filled with dinosaurs was then there's the problem when it eats the guests. So, you know, there's a random reason you should have thought of, but you didn't. And so the two theories basically with what we understand about the universe and physics at this moment in time is that theory basically cancels out the other one. And you actually see that if we go, well, actually, <clears throat> I wasn't an adult, but if you look at like quantum, there was a TV show where he was going back in time and trying to fix things. Oh, yes. And of uh, course, the authority. Yes. yes. And, and so you've got it where the chaos theories has changed. Okay. Will change the future. And we've seen, we've actually seen this in many science fiction TV shows and movies where one little thing, a little thing just changes the whole story. And that's why time travel complicated but then we can say time travel in the Marvel universe when they talk about the Einstein Rosen you've got a point in time and a point in time we assume that time is linear time is timey-wimey so those two things with a um, or a wormhole takes them instead of them being on either their side, they're coming together circle. Okay. So then you could, in theory, in theory, time travel. Us tells us, don't well, do it. Well, I'm actually, I'm <laughs> glad you said that because one of the parts of the article that I that I found for today does talk about the, the multiverse slash wormhole via Stephen Hawking, I believe, was the first one to really kind of think about it. And one of the most interesting things I found was regarding that in black holes, was because of how space, um, because of how time works depending on your level. And this is actually, I didn't, I didn't actually know this, yeah. but when you're in an airplane versus on the ground, you're actually going slower because of the direction you are uh, to the ground versus to the sky. And yes. I saw a graph and they showed the clock going, you know, kind of like this in an airplane and then going like this in, on, at, on land because you're going regular time. So it's actually good you brought that up. And actually the multiverse is a, is a great example because after reading yeah. other articles before um, and actually watching some shows, I'm a big Ancient Aliens fan. They actually talk about because of how culture works and because of how the different stories go, whether it's biblical, whether it's, you know, um, uh, Bhagavad can never pronounce it, the, the Indian one. Uh, Bhagavadita. Thank you. Um, or whether it's um, the, 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 the multi... Well, and it's funny because when I think of gods and Marvel, it's the same because, you know, you have Thor, you have Zeus, and they all become characters in Marvel now. Yes. But 
what, when you look at the stories, it actually gives you a better idea of how that works and how, how a theory could happen. And that's one reason why people who do study extraterrestrial or who do study um, mythology have good points of saying that theoretically, even if it's not, you know, even if you don't have a bone or even if you don't have an artifact, it's theoretically there and happened. We just, we weren't there. So how can we say, but more importantly, it's very possible, like you said, with the circular and with the two timelines, it's very possible that things happen that we may have not physically seen, but it doesn't mean that it didn't happen elsewhere. Uh, same thing with the Star Wars universe. I know for a while when Lucas would talk about it, he said that in all reality, Star Wars is taking place in our Earth. It's just on a different galaxy wavelength. So all of their planets are just outside of our solar system. So, you know, Dagobah, Hoth, whatever, are actual planets, theoretically, because it's just a different system, right? And that's what right. these directors and these authors and these creators do. But really now, I want to go into one of the articles I found, and this is from ABC, and I actually used this on another video I did, and they talked about basically because of Einstein and people like that, why it's possible. Now, I'll go right into the reason why it's probably not reliable, and it, this kind of also talks about why it's on our mind, so we're going to blend these together. But the main reason that I found that it really can't be done is the amount of pressure and speed you would need would de would basically blow you to pieces if you were to go because our bodies are not meant to handle the pressure which is why and i'm sure you know and those out there watching when you do go into space you have to go through all the testing you have to get your yeah. body acclimated because you can't just jump into space and go woo your 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 body would be very unhappy so i will say now that i think the main reason why and probably the main reason why we're never going to be able to physically do the way we want to is because of the immense amount of of speed and you know you ever watch when you know one of those old cartoons and they go really fast and their body just like splats on the window that you know I know it sounds gross but that real, that's what would happen like that would be that that's why you don't want to time travel because your body would go splat and the difference is you're not a cartoon you're not going to come back into form you're just going to go you know so let me go through some of the parts and we'll break down together what we believe and what we don't. So this is from a 2002. So it's been a while back. This actually was written when the reboot of Time Machine came out. So this was an article that was connected to the new movie with Guy Pierce mm -hmm. and all of that there. So this was, you know, one of those, we're going to try to make some money while giving you the news at the same time. Um, okay, so the first part of here, slower clocks, younger particles. So in 1975, a woman named Carol Alley of University of Maryland synchronize two atomic clocks, put one on the plane and put one on Earth. When the airborne clock returned, she compared its time to the one that had moved um, or moved a fraction of a second more slowly than the one that was on board the plane. In other experiments, people have used particle accelerators to speed up particles mm -hmm. to the speed of light. They found the accelerator particles decayed slightly more slowly than the ones that were sitting on a laboratory table. So this is the very scientific reasoning behind it, right? So this is saying, yes. depending on your, your, your distance, you're going to have a different thing. So my question to you first is then, in theoretically, if we were to be living on airplanes forever or living in the sky, would our time shift be that different 
Or is it going to take a long time to kind of realize, oh, wait a minute, we're maybe two minutes slower or faster, depending? Well, when you're talking about the, the, like the CERN accelerator, or, or you're talking about the concepts like in a, how time shifts, you're talking fractions of a fraction of a millisecond. They, they, they're able to okay. measure things. It, it just, if the decay, it would be was a year. It would be a fraction of a minute in a day. It it okay. That's a little probably too out there, but it's it's so so tiny. It's, you know, human hair. It's microscopic, but it does show that differently in different planes. That much we do know, but realistic. What makes it probable is probably way down in, in, I don't know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get some more as we continue to study the core and some of the other things that physicists are studying right now that grandchildren can go, oh, yeah, okay, that's how we do it. Um, <laughs> that, that right now with everything we know, it's really not, but it's still fun. Well, okay, and actually, that's this is. A, I'm very glad you said it that way because the next part here is building a fast ship. So they said riding a spacecraft that can travel at speeds of 200 million meters per second, or about 450 million miles an hour, you would significantly you would experience significantly slowed time. The slow time would not be noticeable to the person in the ship the same way that right. you'd be in an airplane, like you were just saying. But once you returned, if you could go back, you would notice that everything down below has changed drastically, mm -hmm. whether it's aging, whether it's difference, whatever. So this brings up the two parts. So the first one is obviously, like I said, if you go that fast, you're going to splat. You're, you're not coming back from that speed. Right. Because uh, right now we don't have the ability to deal with that g-force that with that right although if you want to see a visual of what that might look like uh light year movie and you'll see that every time he's in space and he's trying to reach the speed it, more and more years pass on the planet that is a perfect example of that theory well i was going to say physically because i know there's the, the racers that have to break the speed limit on land if you want to see how fast something could go Check out one of those guys in the car. Now, that obviously is not 450 yes. million miles an hour, but they're those they're, they're the cars that are made, and they look they look like spaceships. They're really they're they're triangular, yes, they do. and those guys break the land barrier record, like literally going however many miles in like 20 and seconds. There's a reason because it, it is very hard to then slow it down enough. I don't care if right. you're on flats or you're out here in the black desert. It just, it's too slow to it back down. It is a very dangerous attempt. Now, the second part to it here. Um, what was I going to say? Totally got lost. Oh, so the second part here was, so in this thing, they said, if you, when you come back, things will be different. Well, this is where the past and the future thing go into it. If we are able to figure out a way to not explode while going fast, what we do know is that the one direction we can't go is into the past. 
And that's via people again, like Hawking, Einstein, all those scientists. Why is that? Well, we might have the ability to move forward. Well, okay, we do have the ability to move forward. So for instance, when we started, it was 15 minutes ago. We've now passed 15 minutes. We can't go back to 10 o'clock, but we mm-hmm. can continue to go forward. So that's the other part of it here too, is that if you were to go forward, people, they call it the one-way ticket. You're not going to come back to where you were, which is another reason why you'd have to be very careful and cautious because let's say you do have a family, yeah. you do have people back. Are you willing to give it up to go forward knowing that you're not going backwards? So it's, if you're going to do this, or if this is going to, this is kind of like the Mars thing. If you're going to do this, make sure you know what the, the, the consequences are going to be afterwards. Yeah. To be honest with you, the past thing, while it is fun to hear in books and whatever, it really doesn't seem plausible to make sense anyway, because if something's done, how are you going to restart it if there's nothing to restart? And it kind of goes, right. and we're going to talk about the grandfather complex in a second, but that's the second part of this too. You've got to figure out how to go forward without D, D, you know, whatever, but you're not coming back. And that's, that's the thing most people don't think about with time travel, because of course, in these books, people are going back and forth. Right. And that there's nothing to come back to if you've already passed that time, if that makes sense. So the next one here, they call it the shortcuts. And this is where the wormholes and the black holes come in. So, you know, Einstein showed that traveling faster than the speed of light is impossible because mass at speeds becomes infinite. But does that mean that traveling back is impossible? Some scientists like Hawking have said, yes, it is. But others say there might be a way to find shortcuts. In the 1980s, a man named Kip Thorne of UC Berkeley suggested that objects and wormholes just exist in space. They're not really going anywhere. They're just there. These objects will be essentially connecting part one and part two, going in and out. Now, the problem here again is what we know is that if you go into a black hole, you're probably not coming out the other end because <laughs> of, again, the pressure. Now, keep in mind, and guys. Black holes. We know about this side of the black hole. We know what's happening on the event horizon. And Hawking's uh, did immense studies in the black holes. The right. problem is, is that and see what happens with a black hole in space and we see what's going in the lights dissipate, but we don't know what's on the other side. We have a theory of what's on the other side and it is very different from a wormhole. They're two different phenomena, but even then the wormhole has all these wonderful theories a lot in Star Trek. Um, wormholes are everything in Star Trek. Uh, the idea that I could take a wormhole and I could go from the Alpha Quadrant to the Delta Quadrant. But what does that mean with time travel? What does that do? This is where we're just kind right. of... Right, and theoretically, if you go to one, are you really going to come back yeah. to the other? Can't, you know, and is it going to be the same... And that's the thing too, guys. And then of course, as you already mentioned, the grandfather paradox too, the thing is too, there's a difference between chaos theory and, and the idea of, okay, you go back, you kill the bad person, so nothing happens and then everything changes. That's not possible. It is possible to cause something to happen. For instance, let's say, you know, at some point in time, somebody makes a crack in the Hoover Dam. 20 years later, 
it causes a burst. That's perfectly sensible, right? Because obviously throughout the yes. times, things going to happen. But if you go back and you stop that dam from being made, there's no cause of what? Yeah. What's the point? You know, if it's already something that's good, you know, because there are things that are made to make things easier. So if you don't make it at that point, someone's going to make it a couple years later. It'll probably, you'll exactly. hear it in some shows where they'll talk about, um, you, you described as a fixed point in time. You can't Correct. mess with that, that fixed point in time because it has to have movies and TV shows that have um, talked about, well, you can't Someone's going to invent the wheel. Someone's going to invent the light bulb. Somebody's going to invent the reality of the world. We already know that when it came to the light bulb or the people who came up with the same concept, and we only know about the people who got the patent filed. And, and so we already know that it wasn't one person that came came up with this right, great right. have been geniuses in our life and we would definitely have lost out, out as as a species to not have somebody like einstein or or hawkings or well, someone point. else would have gotten there well case in point because like while tesla was doing the electricity here some guy in france was doing the same exact thing in france as well they didn't know each other they didn't know what was happening, but literally, if Tesla hadn't done it, the guy from France, his stuff would have ended up over here anyway, or right. vice versa. So case in point, guys, you don't realize how so many people were doing the same thing, but because nobody was talking to each other, they would have known. Same thing with like the light bulb, same thing with telephones. The guy who did the telephone, or Edison, you know, Edison here was not really the original because there was a guy over in Europe. I, I don't remember, I was watching this episode and they were talking about the inventions. Somebody in Europe, I believe it was France, possibly Italy, was making the same exact telephone. Oh, yeah. But they didn't know each other. So why would Edison know anything about him? No, or and you can just look at like, like some of the Nobel Prizes that have been given in various science. That, um, you know, they'll name someone from this country, this country, and this country working on the same thing at, at the same time. And reach these conclusions whether you're talking medicine or inventions or theory in science it was so cool and they, they award it to multiple people because okay it's proof no one person comes up with an idea patent it first somebody may you know advertise it first but these these on every day and it expanding and growing and so, so we're going to end it off here because as obviously we've explained to you and probably disappointed many of the masses we're <laughs> not going to be going back in time um and to be honest with you if i would want to know anything i'd probably want to know what's to come versus because i already know what happened and we're not fixing that that you know what happened happened yes are there things i wish i would have seen in the past that would, would have been great i mean seeing the wheel whatever so our activity for the day is a time capsule so using a store-bought box and some wrapping paper my wife so beautifully wrapped the top we have the day this is actually our when we got married on the 17th so we decided that was our opening day and we gave it um at this point two years it's almost the end of the year now so two years from now we're going to open this up. So 
this is something that you can do to relive you know the memories look it's easy to want to do the stuff and we know that scientists are working on this just like they work on you know ufo research working on this other stuff we our, our government works on the weirdest things that we don't know about unless you actually read but i will say now if it were to come to a point that we could figure this out, I don't think I'd want to leave behind what I'm doing now, to be honest with you. I'd be happy to learn about it from other people that go to the future. But again, I'd be happy staying where I'm at because I don't want to give up years of what I'm doing, not knowing what's going to come for me in the future, right? So that's how we're going to end it here. Thank you guys so much for watching. As always, we love it when we get Victoria on. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to her at Disney First and He's a librarian and Mark Who 42 podcast every Sunday. Yes. If you haven't yet to us, please YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter me. Twitter me, that sounds odd. <laughs> Subscribe, hit the bell. You know what to do, guys. Anywho, I'm going to be back later this afternoon. We might get her back. We're going to see. If not, we'll get her back very soon. However, until then, have a wonderful day, night, or morning, wherever you're watching from. And just have a marvelous, splendiferous day. Bye, guys.